really the goal is just to use our stories to bring veterinary medicine to life for the pet caretakers of the world. Uh, and we're doing it because we believe that educating these caretakers is the most powerful thing that we can do to improve the life quality of all of the pets that we love. Hello, everyone. We made it. We're here. This is Dr. Natalie Keith um, at Northside Veterinary Hospital. Welcome to our podcast, um, Vet Tales. Uh, and I've got with me Dr. Goodall. Dr. Mariah Goodall. Um, yep, also with Northside. <laughs> yep, we've been working side by side for five years five and, years and counting. Yeah. Um, and we decided at some point um, in our passion for educating clients that we could turn it into a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that way we can have a wider reach, spread what we know, and hopefully um, answer some questions that are really common. Yeah. Yeah, we um, originally started off just kind of doing some Facebook videos on it and then realized that, man, when we start talking about stuff, it's like <laughs> a 20-minute project. We're like, wait, this is pod- podcast-length yeah. uh, business going on here. So um, today, though, is our very first podcast ever, and so we decided that today's vet tale would be the tale of the beginning, how um, how we became veterinarians and how the podcast was born. Um what about you, Dr. Goodall? How did how did your journey as a veterinarian begin? Um, well, when I was three-ish, yeah. I want to say. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's a classic. Uh, I yeah, that. I know. Um, I wanted to be either a veterinarian or um, a paleontologist. Mm-hmm. Um, paleontology that's didn't... A tough, that's a tough, yeah, decision to make. Those are it is. Back. Yeah, that didn't pan out. Um, but I, I did... Uh, get to continue to pursue my love of animals um i do keep dinosaurs aka chickens at home so that's kind yeah, of my hobby that's uh, <laughs> true. i never really thought about your chickens being like your little baby dinosaurs yeah they are they're fun they make dinosaur noises yeah well i'm obsessed with jurassic park as you know mm-hmm. but i don't have any chickens so <laughs> i'm just too busy yet yeah yeah <laughs> i know i should get some but you know they bring up the coyotes do you, do you struggle with the coyotes? I don't. No. So anyway, so you just anyway, at so three. At three, um, that I wanted to, to yeah, be a veterinarian. And um, at the time, all we had were cats, and I desperately wanted a dog. Um, and so for my fourth birthday, we got um, our first dog and adored her. But then um, we had to move up, and I wananted a horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. So at five, I started riding. And um, at 11, uh, my dad made me a deal that if I got so many um, AR reading points, uh, he would buy me a horse. And so, of course, I smashed that goal. <laughs> I bet, like in- in, in no time flat. Yeah. How long did it take you? Um, it took me three quarters. So I had to get it within a year, and it took me three quarters because the first part I was like, and eh. he was like, no, I'm serious. So and I was like, semesters, like, yeah. As, as in, or, well, I mean, like, of the of, yeah. of one year, that's broken up into four quarters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a semester and a half, basically. Right, right. Uh, and so, um, yeah, then I, I got my first horse, and I really, for a long time, thought I was going to do equine medicine. Um, but then, you know, as I kind of actually went through vet school and had experience in the vet field and then, you know, became a veterinarian, uh, I have found that I really have a passion for old dogs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so that's that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Um, yeah. And where I am with, with what I pursue. Yeah. Every time you change that, I hear something different. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm just personally hoping right now that when we play this back that we can hear you well because you're a lot farther from your microphone than me, so we'll oh. see. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like by the end of the episode, we're going we're gonna to have this thing down pat. Yeah. So. For sure. We'll for figure sure. it out. We'll figure it out. We're smart cookies. <laughs> like, we didn't get this far by giving up. That's for sure. <laughs> So yeah, now I'm working on um, rehab stuff, and that's just kind of where my journey has taken off. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Your story? Yeah, mine is not the typical like uh, I, when I was a little kid. I also, just for the record, have no memory of being three. I um, I don't know when my memory started, but it wasn't <laughs> at three. So maybe I thought I was going to be better at three. But I actually wanted to go into mass communications, and um, I wanted to be a motivational speaker. And then, like, I got to college and realized that wasn't a job you have, like, a full life for. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know what I'm doing then. And so I um, I got this, like, little job at this insurance company filing paperwork. And there was a lot of downtime. And I had this piece of paper that was uh, this pro-con list or, like, like, a list of careers I would consider. And it was relatively lengthy. And I, I just went through the process of, like, eliminating them one by one. Like, I was thinking maybe I would be in the OSBI and, like, do investigation stuff. And then I realized they had to carry a gun. <laughs> I was like, can't. I would die the first day. Like, I'd shoot myself or something. And so I was like, this, nope. So I would just check them off. And then finally I went home one day and I told my mom, this is, like, this is, she probably, this is true. It's maybe too much, but here we go. I said, Mom, I figured out what I'm going to do. And she says, uh okay, honey, what are you going to do? And I said, I am going to open up a second chance home for dogs. And she says, great, that sounds fabulous, um, but it's not going to make any money and it's going to cost a whole lot of money, so you better get yourself a real job. And so then I started like, thinking, okay, well, what can I do that ties that love of animals? Because I've always loved animals. I just, I think I always thought you had to be like, extremely exceptional to be a veterinarian Mm -hmm. and my mom then tells me I don't know if this is true either but she's brilliant that lady she says um well you know what the average IQ of a doctor is and I said no and she says a hundred and I was like oh that sounds like a good number and she goes yeah do you know what the average IQ of of the population is I was like no she's 100 so you can do it (laughs) that was the way she convinced me to pursue this idea of becoming a veterinarian Mm -hmm. and uh once I locked in on it it was um yeah I was immediately working at a little clinic um back home super rural and we did a lot of cattle a lot a lot of cattle a little bit of horses and some small animals so I also went into vet school kind of thinking I was going to do large animal work and then just one thing led to another um and wound up doing mostly small animals. And then I think, uh, you know, I, 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 while you really love the geriatrics and the rehab, I, I really feel myself pulled more towards internal medicine, but also just educating people. Like that is mm-hmm. the one thing that really fuels me is giving people information about yeah. their pet situation, um, whether it's preventative or illness or accident or even just like behavioral stuff, anything that helps them be the pet parent they want to be. Yeah. And, and I think that 
you know, kind of that idea for both of us of wanting to educate people, wanting to work with people on a personal level is, is probably why we both stepped away from large animal because mm-hmm. you don't get that no. as much with your producers or a lot of your yeah, horse clients. because it's herd management yeah. and it's not this, you know, personal, like what is the very best thing for this pet in this environment mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Cause that's, yeah, I mean, that's one thing, you know, when I was kind of deciding where was I going to go with, with this DVM that I just, you know, Acquired. worked four years <laughs> and spent way too much money on, uh-huh. um, you know, it was like, what, what do I want to do? And, and I didn't want to preg check a million cattle mm-hmm. and, um, maybe never see them again. Or, you know, I only see that producer once a year. Right. Uh, relationships are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and you had um, concurrently you were working on your health services. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, so I have a master's in public health also. Yeah. Um, and that was also kind of driven with this desire to help people. Um, my focus was epidemiology, mm-hmm. uh, which is the how disease spreads. And so understanding, um, you know, what how much of a disease is present in a population and, and what can we do about that? And so that was uh, kind of a different branch and, and one that I don't know that I use a whole lot here, but it was definitely driven by this this desire to make the world a better place, improve the lives of human and animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that was... That was a crazy decision to work on your DVM and a master's at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I got mad respect for that. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Cannot. But, uh, yeah, so I do have that training, too, which I think has been, it has been useful mm-hmm. uh, throughout my career, too. I mean, but that's the whole thing about knowledge, right? Like, it's all useful. Mm-hmm. You know, just even um, the random courses you take in college or the books you read, like, every time you learn something, it just makes you a better rounded person. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding how the world works better. Yeah. I mean, that was another reason for the podcast. Obviously, we really want to educate people about pet care, like whether it's, again, like the wellness or the illnesses or behavioral stuff. But I think another really big driver for me was wanting people to understand how veterinary medicine works. Mm -hmm. Like, what does it look like behind the scenes at a vet clinic? What hurdles are we trying to jump? What factors are we working with? You know, why do things cost what they cost? Why do they take how long they take? And and, um, what does it feel like to be us? So, you know, we're walking from a really happy room to a really sad room to a really frustrating room and then back again to another, you know, puppy wellness. And it's like, (laughs) you know, it's a lot to juggle in your mind and your emotions and just kind of like, giving people that behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, so we can all understand each other better. Yeah. And I, I hope that a lot of people get that out of this. You know, I remember being just client and mm-hmm. not having yeah. any veterinary experience and being like, why am I sitting here for so long? Why did you hand me this box that I now have to pay $200 for? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trifexus at Sadie's <laughs> very first vet appointment. Oh I had gosh. no idea. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, growing up, rule and like in rural Oklahoma it was a lot different and you know and again that was like I don't want to date myself but like the you know 80s and 90s and um, things were a lot different then and so I kind of just went straight into working at a vet clinic I really thought I was just going to be like opening boxes and sweeping floors and by the end of the week I'm like 
pulling puppies from dystocia mm-hmm. dogs and vaccinating a, a whole litter of hound puppies on my own because the doctor got called on an emergency and mm-hmm. he's like walking me through it on the phone and it's just a different world back then and um and so then coming into having our own vet clinic having staff um like one of our receptionists um you know, is super great sounding board for me to remember what is it like to be a client with no training or history in veterinary medicine? What does that look like through that lens? And, um, and trying to never lose touch with that as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a battle that we fight, you know, because I do know a lot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, sometimes I say words and people are like, is that, what does that mean? Or like, that's a really technical term. And like, in my mind, it's not because the person I speak to most is probably Dr. Keith. Yeah. Yeah. And so (laughs) it's like, it's like being bilingual. Yeah. And sometimes you can't remember which language you're talking. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like shift. Because you don't know what other people do or don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes like in a room, you'll find out pretty quickly that someone must be like, a doctor or a nurse because mm-hmm. they're they're saying words back to you that you're like there's no way that you don't have medical background yeah um but for the most part it is it is a juggle to remember to keep that perspective of what is it like to be us and to be the client and the owner and the mom of the dog or the dad of the dog you know and and or when you've got the kids in the room too and mm-hmm. and trying to you know be aware of what what their understanding is and it's just um yeah. So, so the whole point really is just that the podcast is designed to bring us all into the same line um, of knowledge and education to the best we can, um, and that keep that communication going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And then the the whole other, uh, I guess the the I think what I hope to do um, is is every time we're bringing you a topic to always have our own stories to go with it, which, mm-hmm. you know, is sort of the whole point with the vet tales is the tale of the itchy dog as you know, one of the ones that we're hoping to do next. Um, cause who doesn't love an itchy pet? <laughs> They're abundant. They are abundant. They are. So it'll be a good topic. Um, that's really all we have for today. We just wanted y'all to get to know us and to give you the ideas behind why we're doing this and, and, Um, and hope that we can continue to um, be helpful to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce this new format. Indeed. Off we go, and we will see you next time. Mm